I am so spooked. Like, I understand that there's, like, an algorithm and that Google knows my search history and can predict things that I'm going to search. But if I type in, like, any letter, it'll autofill with, like, whatever Ethan Hawke movie ends <laughs> with, you know. And it's uh, spooky, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to Hawkeyes. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. Okay, I know where you're going with this. You want a little cliff that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like. Whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no. And we shouldn't have a podcast. What? <laughs> okay. Harper. I'm Jonathan. And we are joined by a super cool, awesome, special guest today. It's Caitlin Durante. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Big fan. Love the Bechdel cast. Oh, thank cast, you so much. And love uh, Sludge. Sludge. Oh, I'm finally sludge free, everybody. Sludge free. I'm yeah. so happy for you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we're talking Taken Lives today. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but before we talk about Taking Lives, we've got to ask you... What is your personal relationship with Ethan Hawke? Oh, we're best friends. Uh-huh. Um, no, I I would say I've seen... Well, I was just going through his IMDb, and I was going to say, like, I've seen a lot of his movies, and I don't think that's actually true. Um, <laughs> I've seen the Before trilogy, uh, because it's one of my favorite uh, set of films. So good. We just did our Before Sunset episode. Yeah. It was Man, yeah. I know. I, re- I was like, rise. let me do that one. And you're like, <laughs> someone already requested it. Um, you know, I've seen Dead Poets Society. I've seen Reality Bites, although I don't remember that movie at all. Gattaca, I remember enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I ask you, did you watch Gattaca in high school or did you have a separate Gattaca watching experience? I think I didn't watch it till college. Okay. Um, what is there like of your own volition or was it I think so yeah yeah Yeah, because most people we've had on like Gattaca is their main reference point and they watched it in like a biology class in high school oh really yeah oh you mean like was it screened in class in high Mm -hmm. school no that was not something that my high school is cool enough to ever do um (laughs) we no yeah I watched it I was just like I've heard this movie is pretty cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is pretty uh, cool. It's yeah, it's not too bad. Um, I own Waking Life on DVD uh, for some reason. I'm like, oh, this is cool looking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there are many movies on his uh, IMDb that I have not seen. So um, yeah, I think I've seen like the major ones, but some of these more obscure ones I've I've missed out on. But uh, yeah, I generally like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, I mean, before sunrise, before sunset really solidified him as a, you know, romantic interest type, like a viable romantic person. And I was like, yeah, he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I like him. Nice. Cool. Yeah. 
We're fans. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, we have our psychotic decorations. Yeah. Oh, on. yeah. We celebrated Hawkmas last weekend, which is why we have these Ethan Hawk stars. Oh, this like Christmas, like a, but Hawkmas. Yeah, because his birthday was this this week. Um, oh, yeah. oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ethan. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be like a month later, but happy mm-hmm. birthday, Ethan. We love you. Come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the theme drinks. Yeah, we did theme drinks. Oh, we had, what were they? Uh, before Tequila Sunrise. <gasps> Funny. Yeah, that's and we good. We had an Oh Captain, My Captain Morgan, which was a nice. Captain Morgan based beverage. Yeah, that one was too sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. It was like ginger even ale. more than the Tequila Sunrise drink, which is saying something, because that's just orange juice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Tequila Sunrise was. It was pretty good. Strong. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I, I think did I make it? I think you did. This, this has <laughs> happened where I've... Yeah, he, like, destroyed our friends the other day. Like, yeah. they just... They like, came by, and I, like... He made, like, one margarita. And they both fell and asleep. And they both like, fell asleep. Oh, wow. And then yeah. one of them started vomiting. It was yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. I just, was, I made after it too one? S- well, he had two. Well, drink? two, okay. yeah. He had two. But had two our other friend had one. Had one, and then she fell asleep. Yeah, and she fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've learned my lesson. I needed to, like, take... Take yeah, tone the, it down. Uh, take take sure. the levels down, especially with tequila, because tequila yeah. can really do something yeah, to people. Yeah, messes you up. Now I'm just going to be thinking of, like, puns for drink names that are based on Ethan Hawke properties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if I think of any. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm always I'm always on the lookout for an Ethan Hawke cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, an Ethan Hawke tail. Oh, hey. that's wow. good. That's good. You're on it. Oh, also, I wanted to say I really liked your, um, <laughs> so embarrassing, but I really liked the episode of um, Bechdel Cast about Rocky Horror. Oh, thank that, you. That was kind of recent. I was yeah. li- li- listening to that one, and um, I was on a, I was in a Rocky shadow cast in Were college. Were you? <gasps> Who did you play? I was, I was uh, supporting. Okay. I wasn't like a character, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it was interesting because we call, you know, on our cast, we called all the supporting people. We're called trannies. Oh, you know? uh-oh. yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting to hear, um, uh, that interview with that guy who was talking about how he, uh, how he saw, you know, he was offended by everyone else being offended by the things that happened. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it was interesting to hear that because I was kind of in that similar situation where we were at a turning point on our cast where we were talking about like, should we stop calling those people trannies Mm -hmm. because it's offensive. Right. Um, But then some people were like, this is just how it is. It's Rocky. You need to like get over it. And some people were like, Mm. you know, there are many queer people on this cast and we're like not comfortable with this. Like, you know, so that was very much a big part of the conversation when I was doing that. Wow. That, I mean, I wonder, was it in reference to like maybe something like Transylvania? Yeah. And I it's was like, from, like abbreviating that, but like, even so, like that's still a slur that yeah. like you can't just like use for any reason. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for being part of that conversation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was only briefly on that cast. I, I moved on. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So taking lives, taking lives. This was an interesting movie. I, before we watched it, I was like, how are Angelina Jolie and Ethan Hawke supposed to exist in the same movie? I just couldn't imagine it. Oh, sure. Because they're both such, I don't know, strong, like, stars. Oh, they're both alphas and yeah. you can't yeah, have yeah, two yeah. alphas in a row. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they did it and it was very funny to see them, like, flirt. <sighs> it, yeah, yeah, and their flirting is, like, 
confused you're like yeah this is what this is how you're doing it okay sure had you seen the movie before? No, I hadn't I seen hadn't it. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Had you seen it? Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I saw it a while ago. It was probably... It came out in 2003? Yeah, 2004. 2004? Yeah. Um, I probably saw it a few years after that. Not like not right away, but mm-hmm. I saw it at some point. And I only remembered the general premise and then the scene at the very end. And that's all. I was just like, oh, I can't wait till we get there because what a wild twist. But um, yeah, I had seen it and um, remember thinking it was like an okay movie. And then rewatching it, I was like, wow, this movie made some choices and there's (laughs) some story logic issues. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to really dive in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, the movie opens with a U two song, and I was like, "All right, this is what we're doing." Yep. <laughs> um, and then Paul Dano was there, and that was so exciting because that would have been yeah. before Little Miss Sunshine, right? Which I didn't. I don't think I was aware of him before Little Miss Sunshine. Me either. That was the movie that like put him on the map for me as well. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to see him in all of his hair. Yeah, <laughs> it was long. It was it really was long. luxurious. Yeah. Um, and then Justin Chatwin was there, too, from Shameless, so that was fun. Oh, right. I was like, what do I recognize him from? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then they're uh, try- trying to take a bus out of town, but then the bus, you know, breaks down, mm. so then they rent a car. And then the car breaks down. Which also breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Something's- Classic storytelling devices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so when Justin Chatwin is going to fix the tire that seems to have, I don't know, spun off or something, done something. I don't know mm-hmm. what tires do. I don't drive. <laughs> it's just being a naughty tire is what yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, but then another car is coming and Paul Dano just like kicks him in front of the car. Yeah. So that, that was, was shocking. shocking. Right. I was shocked. Yes. Because I didn't know what this movie was about at all. Yeah. All I knew was that Angelina Jolie, which should have tipped me off that there was going to be some like some amount of violence, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, but I had no idea what this was about. So I was like, oh, this is going to be like a fun... Because what, what did we just watch? We would just watch it before sunset. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to be a road trip movie or something. Mm-hmm. And then this dude gets <laughs> murdered. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is going to be a different kind of movie. Yeah. And before that, he's like, we're about the same height. Kick you into oncoming traffic. And you're like, what is that all about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's clearly done this before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, also, fun note, the, the date on the newspaper and the, there, so these opening credits start and mm. in the, in the credits there's, um, or titles, there's like, uh, newspaper clippings about the murders and then also, um, you see, which I thought this was interesting because it was kind of like Gattaca, someone who's like scrubbing all of the DNA off of their skin yeah. and their I hair. I that too, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting and I was like. Ethan Hawke can't do this twice, can he? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll find out. Um, and also that movie is about like a brother who is like mm-hmm. better yeah. at stuff than him. And so wow. is yeah, taking yeah, lives. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Interesting. Wowie. Yeah. I thought that I was, this intro kind of felt like CSI-ish It to did, me. yeah. <laughs> or like Criminal Minds. Yeah. And felt... this whole movie felt like a really long episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it felt like kind of just procedural mm-hmm. and it's like you you like yeah it's it, it, it felt like one of those things where it's like okay if you've watched enough episodes of this 
show, then you care about these characters. Mm -hmm. But this is just a movie. So you're just like, oh, this is just the French cop and this is the other French cop. And mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean uh, Baguette? I know his real name is Paquette, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is far too close to Baguette and I'm just going to call him Baguette. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the other the other French cop, my dad wanted me to mention uh, <laughs> that um, he was in this movie called Betty Blue, uh, which is... Uh, weird movie that i watched probably too young i don't know okay um but yeah it's like a kind of depressing but good but also maybe problematic movie about like a french couple and the woman is probably bipolar and Mm. it's about their like complicated relationship so yeah i don't know it was weird he only had like maybe five to ten lines in this movie but he was like he's like a bigger french actor i think than he is uh american canadian yeah sure yeah good for him good for him yeah I forget his name right now. Same. But, um, I don't even remember his ca- yeah, character's name, actor's name. Yeah. No idea. Um, I can pull it up real quick. I believe in myself. <laughs> it was... Oh, uh, Jean-Hugues Anglade. He played Duval. Duval, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's the one that doesn't make it in the end. Oh, <laughs> Sad. yeah. Sad. Sad. <laughs> um, spoilers, though. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say the date on the newspaper is August 6, 1983, and my birthday is ah, August 6. So, 1983, yeah. Yeah, not 1983, <laughs> but uh, I thought that was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so now we're in, like, present day, I think, and um, a dead body turns up on a construction site, and yep. I was like, this is like an episode of Bones. Oh, yeah. sure. They're always finding bodies in places like that. I don't know why I was so eagerly <laughs> agreeing with you. I've never seen that show. <laughs> I've seen an episode. I know David Boreanaz is mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm here to look at some bones. Yeah. That's the general premise, right? <laughs> I think so, cool. yeah. So it's usually focused on bones. So, yeah, okay. yeah. And so, well, another thing that was like bones in this is that they do like a skull reconstruction because so a yeah. recurring theme with all of these victims is that their skulls are bashed in. And so what they do in the movie is they like physically reconstruct the skull and then they like add clay on top of it or something right. to recreate the face, which I thought was interesting because in bones they do a very similar thing, but it's like a computer program. Which right. you would think it would be for this movie too. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was 2000s. They had that technology. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't super advanced yet, but I feel like they could do that. Yeah. I think in yeah. bones, bones might've started around 2006 and it was like pretty basic okay. uh, mm-hmm. technology. Their, their artist, Angela, oh. she, uh, she created a program that could do it. Oh, good for um, her. She's an artist and computer programmer. <gasps> she was amazing. And she's really cool and bohemian. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I do like the in Taking Lives, they're like, well, we have to do the analog version of this. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's like clay and fake bone. But it still seemed pretty high tech yeah. anyway, you know? True. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like very, they really want you to know that they're in French Canada. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. They want you to know a lot. Like they have accents, very thick accents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, people are speaking pe- French a lot. Mm-hmm. And some other people are speaking English and, you know, French Canada. <laughs> <laughs> a marvelous place. I've never been, but I'd like to. It looked to. very Either. pretty in the in the. I know. I was like, yeah. should I go to Montreal like after the scene in this movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've it kind of made me want to go. I've been to Maine, which is close enough that their second language on things is French. Uh, really? Mm-hmm wild yeah 
Do people <laughs> just take trips over? I'm sure they could. I don't know. Is it Maine is close is to he, Canada. Is it connected? I don't know if it's connected. You'd have Maine to take a boat. It's pretty Peninsula, close right? to. Um, I think actually this is a great question. I know it's close to Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but presumably you could just take a boat, right? Yeah. Because isn't it kind of like peninsula-ish up there? I think so. Let me Google I Map I it. I know this. Yeah, we're not. Geography is not our strong suit here on Hawkeyes. Uh, it is a bit of a peninsula. Oh, oh yeah, it is really close to like Quebec City in, in Montreal, um, and New Brunswick borders. Oh yeah, Nova Scotia, New, New Brunswick. Yeah, they like border, um, especially New Brunswick borders Maine. See that? Like, okay. This is Maine, and this is New uh, okay. Brunswick. Okay, so it's kind of. Oh, and no, then, it's, and then it the, this touch. part is the peninsula, but oh, that's see. New Brunswick. But that's Canada now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. The more you know. Indeed. For the listeners at home, I'll post a map of, <laughs> right, yeah. of Maine and I Canada. Was to, I was listening to <laughs> one of our episodes back, and I was like, and I was I was doing a physical thing in that uh-huh. one, and I wasn't thinking about it because I was talking about fencing. <laughs> and I said, oh, you can strike this area, but I didn't say what the area was. So like referring the torso. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I was just like shaking my head. I was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, it's like that time when you were listing off all the birds and you said you would send me photos of all the birds to put on the Instagram and you didn't. Yeah, well, you know what? They can do their own research. <laughs> That's true. The good people of Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. That's true. We've, nation. Yeah. We love you guys, Hawkeyes Nation. <laughs> Has anyone yeah. pointed out that Hawkeyes sort of sounds like hot guys? Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, okay, yes. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People cool. point that out. It's yeah. really hard to explain the show to people when I'm... I don't feel like I enunciate very well on top of it, so it sounds even more like hot guys. <laughs> so I'll be, you know, in the elevator at work being like, oh, yeah, I have this podcast. You should check it out. It's called Hot Guys. And every time they go, hot, hot guys? guys? Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to be like, no, no, no. Just about one hot guy. Mm. Um, yeah. Sometimes others. Jude Law. That's true. We talked about Jude Law. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Wiley Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think other hot people God, my crazy i mean noodles. baguette in this movie yeah, is hot mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah true um oh i was kind of confused was angelina jolie supposed to have an accent also great question because she was sort of doing her like lara craft tomb right croft tomb raider accent like her uh-huh. britishy thing that she had going on and she was doing that sometimes and then other times she would drop it and then just do a straight up american accent and then other times she'd be like no i'm back to being sort of british yeah but she was like she was she's from carlisle pennsylvania shout out yeah. to you know <laughs> pennsylvania visibility always love to see it but um yeah i don't know why she was like sort of doing a vaguely britishy thing yeah it was confusing yeah she definitely slipped in and out of it and it was weird because she like started with it yeah at the beginning so yes. i was like okay she's from somewhere but then she just had she went back to regular angelina jolie voice within the same scene yes yeah right. very confusing it's confusing oh also the first time we see her she's lying in the victim's grave which is very fun yeah, she's not yeah, like yeah. the other detectives <laughs> you know <laughs> she <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm quirky. I'm, I have a lot of spunk. I just do things my own way. So, I, like, is she doing that? I guess to like 
get in the headspace of like the killer. So. Yeah, I think she was like method acting, but for you know detectives. <laughs> method <laughs> detecting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was fun. And then later, the um, the head police guy mm. uh, he said he says that people like think she's a witch or something. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I thought weird. that was weird. And then, yeah, I don't know. But that, I mean, I think maybe because she's a profiler and people are suspicious. I know this from Criminal Minds, from watching, like, you know, 10 years of Criminal Minds. But, you know, uh, cops are always suspicious of FBI profilers. So, like, what do you know? Well, it also begs the question, uh, so they're in Canada. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a Canadian version of the FBI, I'm fairly certain. Probably. Why wouldn't they have called upon them? Why would they have called upon... Uh, the Angelina Jolie character, who is uh, an FBI American person, like not in the same jurisdiction. Like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> I was like, I yeah. think that um, the I'm gonna look up his name. Oh, Leclerc, the the head oh, police yeah. guy, Leclerc. I think he had done like a taken a class or something down in Quantico. They mentioned that later, okay. and so they probably met there. And he was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know this great FBI profiler woman. She can help us with this." That that tracks a little bit better. But even so, like, wouldn't there be some sort of like law? Like, we can't. Like, we're different countries, Canada and the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I like, I don't exactly understand the rules about the FBI's like foreign yeah services because they do. Because, like, we watched The Looming Tower, which right. is a true thing. Mm-hmm. And it is about FBI agents in, um, like, Af- like Afghanistan, the Middle East, like, mm-hmm. different places doing foreign intelligence work. Mm-hmm. Um, so the FBI does have some kind of foreign, like... Yeah, okay. ...abilities. But I, I guess it must be dependent on, like, the country that they're in has to I don't, I don't really know because i know obviously it's different than the cia which is like espionage the fbi is like law enforcement which is mm-hmm. different so i don't know the fbi has like some weird kind of they do have some foreign like jurisdiction and yeah stuff. yeah mm. yeah i feel like also she if she was called in as a consultant i could imagine her like helping them but hold like carrying a weapon that was and discharging too, yeah. it like that seems like something she shouldn't right. have been able to do yeah. as an fbi agent in a foreign country yeah hmm. yeah um if we have any listeners out there that are in the fbi <laughs> yeah. or can shed some light on this your biggest fans are in the fbi it would make also sense if like the if they're suspect if they had a suspect and their suspect was american or like many right. of the victims were american but it seems like everything was like everyone was canadian who was involved with this case mm-hmm. so i don't know anyway i was just like what is an fbi person doing there but we can move on from that yeah. <laughs> um so after that first victim there you know after that gets their skull gets reconstructed and whatnot there's another attack Mm -hmm. and ethan hawk uh was a witness or was he (laughs) (laughs) um so they bring him in for questioning and uh and he they're not a hundred percent sure of like whether he's really a witness or if he's involved in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that he can draw and that he could sketch the guy. Right. Which I thought was fun. Love to see Ethan Hawke playing an artist, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I decided that natural. he's the same uh, person from great expectations. Great expectations. Yeah. I was thinking that too. It's the same guy. <laughs> 
Uh, have you seen Great Expectations? I have not, but I did want to make the comment, like, draw me like one of your French Canadian oh, <laughs> serial good. killers or victim. Or what, who, who was he drawing? He was drawing the guy who the guy that attacked. Uh-huh. Who okay. did it. Right, 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 yeah. right. And he made this astounding portrait that really captured his likeness enough that they got like a hit on it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, part of me was like, how can he draw so well? But then you find out later on that like his character like owns an art gallery or like is an artist mm-hmm. and like paints and stuff like that. I was like, okay, at least he's just like not automatically good at everything for no reason. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, also at one, I don't know. They must've been like a close up on his face or something. I have a note that says his eyes are so blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I think I've made that note before in previous episodes, but also was he wearing, was he wearing contacts or his eyes just that blue? Okay. Yeah. That was the thing that confused me about this whole like, Oh, also DNA. his mother with the eyes. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Continue. His mom's like, yeah. I saw my son and his eyes were unmistakable. Yeah. yeah. But also he had been, he'd worn glasses his whole life. And then I think he was wearing contacts. At some, I don't know. Anyway, but we were, you were saying. Yeah. It, the whole like DNA aspect of this movie or whatever. Yeah. Like, that he's, like, changing identities. Mm-hmm. But what was he changing? Was he just taking their, like, information and stuff? I think like he was, how- like, taking their, like, yeah, their ID, their, like, driver's license and passports yeah, and stuff like that. Uh, assuming their identity, inter- yeah, like, their social security number or, you know, I don't know what Canada's version of that is. <laughs> uh, it's probably the same thing. Um, and then, like, would alter his appearance slightly because we see that montage in the beginning where he's like he's like putting in different colored contacts maybe he's like shaving off his fingerprints Mm -hmm. so he would like do stuff to like try to look as much like that person but he i don't think he was getting like reconstructive surgery right or anything like that so i don't know (laughs) because that kind of seemed like that was like the that was the sort of premise of this movie basically is that that's what he was doing but you don't really see that much of it you don't the only yeah. the only thing you the only time you really see that is like you said like the intro where he's doing the mm-hmm. but that they, they, you don't even see him doing that That's you don't see like him the, doing it and you don't really understand what exactly, what's ha- yeah. happening it's just the csi little intro thing yeah mm-hmm. and then the only other th- reference that i can think of to it is when he says oh you're about the same height mm-hmm. yeah so he's like fi- finding people who are like similar builds to him yeah. and have like sandy brown hair yeah and then he just like gets their haircut or something i don't yeah. know like it's well, the like, same haircut like they with, have like with gattaca <laughs> where it's like it doesn't really look like him but i guess mm-hmm. if it's on a computer screen and it's grainy then maybe it'll pass that's the one where mm-hmm. he's trying to be jude law yeah, right yeah, okay exactly, yeah, yeah yeah wow yeah and i'm sure it was like kind of easier for him to assume people's identities you know in the 80s and 90s but then coming into the 2000s like that must be harder more difficult yeah to, yeah right yeah to convincingly take some take over someone's life yeah i feel like we needed a scene where like they compile like after they figured out that he's that he's the killer to spoil about like what's about to come but like if they had like photos of like him you can tell it's ethan hawk but he like looks mm-hmm. different or he's like taking right. the identities of these different people yeah yeah that felt like it was needed but do we get it no <laughs> <laughs> so a very cursory uh google search has informed me that the fbi has an office in ottawa oh, okay yeah okay it's probably because we have such a friendly relationship with canada 
I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I always think about that episode of The West Wing where they have, uh, where CJ becomes the chief of staff and she gets read in on all of their, like, defense plans and they have one for, like, Canada and she's like, Canada? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. That was good. I liked that. <laughs> it's like, you know, when are we going to get into anything with Canada? But yes, yeah, so they get a match on Ethan Hawke's sketch and they go to the guy's apartment and the shower is running, but there's no one in it. Mm-hmm. you know yeah tricky and move the, and there's like food sitting out like he had just been there right and there's all the um the uh the, i thought this was weird that he put a bunch of those like uh like urinal cakes in the is that what those mm. were I was like, oh, yeah, yeah i couldn't tell what those were yeah that's that's what that is resident <laughs> 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 male expert um yeah yeah, that's what the, I don't know why those were there, but he had like a bunch of them just in the bathroom. It reminded me of that scene in Seven when they go into like the sloth apartment and there's like all the air fresheners dangling and like, do you remember that? No, I haven't Never seen, it. seen it. Oh, it's good, but it's basically the same scene. And then they find, they like, she like notices a little piece missing out of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back to taking lives now. Um, and she's like, wow, I'm a really good detective. I noticed this thing. Let me go up here. And then there's a bag with a fingerprint or a finger in it. I kind of thought it was like trophies from all the people that he had. Oh, you know, that killed makes or something. sense. Right. Because there's other stuff in the mm-hmm. bag, but I also didn't really notice what it was. It was like a, maybe there's a wallet. Like some wallets. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Some trinkets. Yeah. Yeah. And then a dead body falls through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was. Maybe that's what the shower. The, that was. Maybe that's what that was for is because he probably maybe killed someone in there and then maybe. Put Does those it take out up to... the smell? I don't know what urinal cakes do. I yeah, I think know. that's it's supposed to be like a sort of disinfectant mm. smell reducer, uh-huh. I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, because I was like, how do they not smell this dead body that's like decomposing actively? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the body know. isn't. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I don't know. I think that maybe we're there's some things we're overthinking that they because it looked also like didn't that, think that much about body had been dead for a while. Right. Like yeah. it wasn't fresh. Yeah, 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 no. for sure. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Something to consider when we write our own uh, remake of Taking Lives. <laughs> Taking even more lives. Um, oh, yeah. I said yuck. Dead body, body falls from the ceiling. Um, so, yeah. Like we said, Ethan Hawke doesn't just draw a little. He's an artist. And uh, there's a scene where he's, like, making his own, you know, canvas frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. And I was like, of course he does. Of course he makes his own. He's a purist. Yeah. Um, and he goes to get food at a local bar or restaurant or something. And then Angelina Jolie is there. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or this is, is where they start flirting. They, they do start yeah. flirting. Yeah. He, there's like, a, she like makes a joke or something. And uh-huh. he's like, is that a sense of humor? Right. Yeah. <sighs> She's like, I don't know. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it's just really hard to believe that that happened. I'm still processing it. And then, well, what point is it? It's like sometime after this where she goes to LeClaire and she's like, mm-hmm. I don't, maybe you should take me off this case. I'm having, I forget what word yeah, she uses. Like a response. Yeah, yeah I'm response. having a response yeah. to the 
the uh witness and he's just like what do you like this is not professional what is what's happening and she's like i can't help it ethan hawk's so hot (laughs) (laughs) except she's like probably back to doing her like weird british-ish accent at that point (laughs) yeah and then he's basically just like uh whatever it's fine yeah just get over it later um yeah i i thought I kind of, I don't know if I misread that scene, but I thought he was kind of encouraging of it because he was like, when have you ever like been interested in anyone? And she's like, never. Oh, right. Because he's like, you're, you're, tu- you're turning guys down all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hadn't considered that that's what he was suggesting that she's like, she yeah. goes for it because she's finally, quote, having a response <laughs> to someone. Yeah. I, sure. I, yeah. I kind of thought that his point was the opposite, that it was that he was saying like, this has happened to you before you've dealt with it before you can mm-hmm. deal with it now oh, basically. Okay. Like oh. you, you've been professional in the past i think you can basically still be professional mm-hmm. even if you're like right. into him. but both reads are valid so i don't like it's the dialogue is unclear yeah yeah i would yeah. agree but his point is that he wanted ultimately his point was that he wanted her to stay keep working on the case because she yeah. was kind of saying like oh you've you've gotten a profile you've gotten what you needed like I'm going to head back to mm-hmm. old Pennsylvania. Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Also, they were going through the apartment and classic, classic move, not wearing gloves. Oh, yeah. They were never wearing gloves at any point yeah. in this movie. It was so like the um, baguette. He'd just pick things up all the time. Right. Or they were doing that thing where they would like open something with a pen. Uh-huh. Like that's like any better. <laughs> it's like, no, man, just gloves. Yeah. Send in yeah. the CSI team. Have we gotten to the scene where she goes and talks to, to Mrs. Gina Asher? Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's like the next part. Okay. So... Yeah, so we find out that Gina Rollins is the mother of Paul Dano, who we saw at the beginning, mm-hmm. and that he had a twin, and that yeah. they went out to sea when they were 14, and then uh, Martin, Paul Dano's character, like fell out, and then his brother, Reese, went to go uh, save him, mm-hmm. and then died in the process. But, I don't know. Is that <laughs> how it went down? <laughs> <laughs> right, like, I think the implication is that Paul Dano's character murdered his brother, is mm-hmm. that what we're supposed to right. assume? I think so. It was probably the first, first yeah. victim. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Martin was the favored one. No, Reese was the favored one. Uh, and Martin was and that's why oh, he I killed see. him. Because mm-hmm. okay. he's like, mommy doesn't love me enough. I mm-hmm. have to kill my brother who mommy does love. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, while Angelina Jolie is there, she like sees... This is a weird scene where she like reaches, uh, she says she left her purse and so Gina Rowland says, I'll go get it for you. And so she reaches out and, but she doesn't touch this key, but the key still moves, which is why I was thinking about that part earlier where LeClaire said that people thought she was a witch because I was like, how did this key move? And she didn't even touch it. Oh wait, I yeah, missed this part so too. Bizarre. That was really that weird. That was so bizarre. Like she, she puts her hand behind her back, like mm-hmm. she wants to reach for the key and then the key is like. It has a little... Like a tassel. Tassel, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the tassel's like kind of waving a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. And I, was I was like, what is this yeah. supposed to mean? I was like, is she really a witch that can move things with her mind? And yeah, if that so, no that like doesn't pay off in any no, significant way in the story. So like, yeah, so I don't think she is. Yeah. It just makes... It just made no sense. Yeah. Like, I, I just... Could, 
yeah i just thought it was like the strong canadian breeze <laughs> or something <laughs> it was probably yeah like, that's probably what it was that. but they, they yeah just the way it was shot made absolutely no sense but mm-hmm. yeah yeah so then they put gina rollins under police protection and so while that's going on angelina jolie is like oh i'm just a kooky fbi agent i don't know the rules up here in canada i'm gonna break into her house <laughs> mm-hmm. um and she does go to where that like hidden bookshelf room basement is this is the scene where like everything starts to fall apart for me <laughs> yes <laughs> that was this was the scene where i like lost my mind <laughs> it was yeah it was shocking so shocking so there's like, you know, we know from the from the opening scene where we see her that, like, she has a penchant for just lying down in places. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. creepy, inappropriate places to be lying down. Yes. Yeah. So she, when she goes in this basement, it's, like, really spooky. It's like a boy had lived there that had been, like, forced to live down there. Yeah, like there. a prisoner yeah. kind of Yeah, and he yeah. had this little, like, you know, like in Harry Potter's little cupboard under the stairs, he had, like, a little knight that, like toys yeah that that looked like handmade right 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 and um so there's a bed that's like a straw mattress too it's not even like dirty yeah it's dirty yeah yeah there's a lot of like really weirdly dirty places like the apartment that they went to before yeah where the person like you know before the person fell through like the place looked terrible grimy Yeah. yeah yeah And then she, so she lies down on this bed and above it, she sees that it says Martin and she's like, there you are. And then, ah, and then, ah, (laughs) the hand hand bursts through the mattress. Not like from, because he's under the bed. Whoever it is, I guess it's supposed to be the killer. Yeah. But when we find out who the killer is, like, why would he be living there? Or like, why would he be there at all? But anyway, his hand bursts directly through a mattress which is probably physically impossible (laughs) yeah but even if it's made out of like straw it's right because you can't just like permeate cloth with your hand so but he reaches through the mattress and then like grabs angelina jolie so like she freaks out she's like ah and i think that happens because this movie's like oh right we're a thriller movie something spooky needs to happen (laughs) i I forgot so then that happens and then like there's like a very small scuffle, but she kind of gets knocked to the, to the side. And then whoever this dark first figure is like scampers away and we don't yeah. see who it is. And it's just like, well, if you're the killer, like, wouldn't you try to kill the person who's just like come into your house and like, you know, violated your space and like all this. So like nothing makes sense about yeah. that. scene. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a pretty effective jump scare. Yeah, yeah. for I sure. Really was. I yeah. was very startled. Yeah. yeah. But it, when you think about it, story logic wise, no, it, yeah, it makes make absolutely sense, yeah. no sense. Yeah. Then the very next scene is her in the bathtub, uh, which I like. I feel like this job, like this movie, did a pretty good job during this part, especially of like kind of building tension and then cutting it. Mm-hmm. So you know that ha- that you know high tension scene happened, and then she's in the bathtub where it's completely silent. She's just relaxing mm. after what had happened to her. And then all of a sudden the cell phone rings and it's so loud that it also startles you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. she She's talking to one of the detectives, right? Uh, yeah, I think. And she's like, can you come in early or is that a different time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because this is when she says, shortly after this is when she says taking lives. 
Yeah. Oh, she says like the name of the movie. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it when that happens. Oh, right, because she's like pieced together what must be happening. Yeah. And then, yeah, she's yeah. like, I figured it out. I'm going to give you a PowerPoint presentation about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she has a whole billboard, not billboard, like uh, whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And, and then she shows like out. the different steps, the different yeah, people whose yeah. lives he's taken. He's taken. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> and I guess the point is that because you see like the ages of the victims, and I guess the point is that he's trying to adapt people's identities that are like age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like he's killing people that are roughly the same age and height, so he could plausibly be that person. Mm-hmm. Which again also kind of falls apart for me anyway near the end of the movie because there's a guy who he you're it's implied that he's about to kill this guy and he this guy looks substantially younger than him do you know who i'm talking about like when he's when you find out that it's spoiler alert ethan hawk on the train on the train yeah near uh, the end and that guy he, that he's, I they looked, he looked oh, do you think they right. look similar ages yeah. i can't remember what he looked like <laughs> Oh, wait, young. the guy with the cigarettes? or the, Oh, wait. Yeah, the cigarettes. The guy yeah, that was yeah. like banging on the thing, trying yeah, to get the yeah, cigarettes yeah. out, and he looks at him, and then they go get on the train Oh, yeah, together. that seemed like a college student or something. Or like right? quite yeah. a bit younger. Yeah. But then when he was on the train talking to him, he didn't look that young because he had a hat on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> only other people wear hats. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he must have been a dad. You're right. There was, no, there was just something about him that looked older on the train. It was a hockey play. The, he would play hockey, and then he was... Am I thinking of a different guy? No, oh, no, you're thinking of the right okay. guy. Yeah, I just yeah. thought he looked younger. I just think, yeah, he looked younger in the train, like in the train station, he looked younger. But then when they were on the train, he didn't look that young to me. Okay, yeah. all right, maybe that's what it, it is. It was weird. It's maybe the train looked- lighting, you know, it's not mm-hmm. flattering for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but train station lighting. Well, I also didn't understand off. why. Um, so he, he's had, I think, like. I don't know, 10-ish victims or something like that. Yeah. But when she like plots it all out, there's like several different, but I didn't understand like what prompts him to move on to someone else. Like if, if the person's li- life that he's taken is working out for him, okay. Like why wouldn't he just keep living that life? Like why would he keep killing more people? Cause right. I, like maybe that was like his whole MO of just like, I need to keep killing, but I also don't know if that was effectively established. I can't, I couldn't make heads or tails. I'm also, I'm not a criminal investigator or like psychologist. So I don't really know what the mind of a serial killer is like, but I'm just like, why does he keep like moving on to other people? He's like, oh, this person has like a really nice vacation home. I'm going to kill them Mm -hmm. and like live that life. Like, yeah, I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, uh, it was like when you feel like you've been in a job for a while and you're like, oh, sure. you know, okay. it's time to go. That makes sense. Maybe he just wanted to try something new or maybe he was just like never satisfied. You know, he never felt like he was, you know. Because like, his mommy didn't love him enough. Yeah. And it turned him into a killer. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think he just never felt like he would be as good as his brother and he was just chasing that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's clearly that he was building up to a specific goal it was like it's not like his revenge was because it was kind of like a revenge like he wanted to get her because she mm-hmm. didn't yeah yeah love him as oh, much. oh okay so, so that, can we backtrack for a second mm-hmm. the other part of that scene where uh they like find martin's like creepy dirty bunker in like his mom's house so she 
the, everyone's like, Mrs. Asher's hiding something. She knows something that she's not telling us. And that's why she like goes back and tries to find this thing. So why would there have been that place where like Martin, I guess like Martin as a teenager was like living why why would why the like hidden creepy bunker for him i wonder if she was like not only was like reese like her favored son but like she was like actively abusing uh martin by like putting him down there and like forcing him to live down there oh i hadn't considered that kind of what i thought might have happened okay yeah but then also why would Ethan Hawke be hanging out down there when he has like a nice apartment. I don't know. Yeah, I was also <laughs> thinking that a possible explanation for that, although I don't think this is like very good like s- screenwriting that you have to come up with possible explanations for almost everything that happens. <laughs> but a possible explanation I thought was that he was, you know, we know by the end that he's trying to kill his mother to get mm-hmm. back and kill his mother. So like maybe he had been there to attack her that night but she was in police under police protection at that nice hotel so i don't know just just an option (laughs) but yeah it just it does seem like if he had wanted to he could have killed her a lot earlier yeah because she knew where she he knew where she lived Mm -hmm. and she didn't know that he was after her until the very beginning of the movie where she runs to the cop and is like I saw my son right she thinks he's dead yeah Yeah. exactly so she has absolutely no reason to be protective of herself at all so he could have killed her a long time ago basically mm-hmm. so she thinks he died when paul dano takes the life of that uh that yes. first in the, yeah. like the first scene we see right so yeah okay yeah so like the point was like years to, ago or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah to disfigure him enough that it could have been him right yeah. okay 20 years ago some a substantial amount of time yeah. had passed yeah, because his first, that was in the 83, 83, and I think so. it's not present day, which would be like 04. So yeah, like yeah. 20, 21 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So they think that Ethan Hawke is... So based on Angelina Jolie's profiling of the unsub, as they would say, on Criminal Minds, <laughs> um, that they believe that Ethan Hawke's probably his next victim because Ethan Hawke has a meeting scheduled with the guy that's like the last identity that they know right so um they want him to keep the meeting and like you know get be uh wired so that they can listen in and they could catch him Um, yeah and it takes place where all art dealer meetings happen (laughs) a loud club a really loud club (laughs) (laughs) absolutely nonsensical yeah um yeah and ethan hawk is just like drinking a lot he looks very nervous yeah and then he looks away and then he looks down and he gets a note on a napkin that says, meet me in the restroom. And he tries to tell the cops, but like there's interference on the mic so they can't hear him. It was a loud dance club they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Probably. it was very tense because at the time you still think he's a victim. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He was just a witness. Wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's going to the bathroom and he like kicks open every bathroom stall, you know. Yeah. And then uh, Baguette's there. Baguette is there. Yeah. He was there dancing too, probably. No. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> was he the one that was like uh, when they were at breakfast and then he's like. Oh, he's like, I'm not done with my breakfast. Yeah. That, oh. that, that made me sympathetic toward him. Because it's like, yeah, it's he's breakfast. Hungry. You, know? you got to yeah. get. And then Angelina, like, she's like, here's a gross picture of, like, a dead person, and then he loses his appetite. Yeah, which like, like, okay, oh. he's a detective. Like, he should be able to, yeah. to, to handle that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's always, you know, there's always that one cop that's really resistant to the FBI's <sighs> strategies. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, like, we're honest detectives. We know how to solve a crime. We don't need you here with your American techniques. Yeah, and they establish that with uh, when they're doing the face, the skull reconstruction. And she's like, did you do the skull? He's like, skull re- reconstruction? Yeah, we did. We did it. <laughs> that, I mean, I feel like there was like a gendered thing to that too, where it's like For these sure. like, two men, they're like, we do things yeah, yeah, man yeah, yeah, yeah. way. And then a woman comes in they're like she's a witch (laughs) we hate her we hate her she lies in the graves and she's weird even though she's hot and i think baguette also wanted to uh have sex with her but he just he didn't get there first (laughs) spoiler alert because someone else does someone else sure does Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And another element to that is the two the Canadian detectives, they start speaking in French when they want to, you know, oh, say yeah. like kind of crude things about women or like something, you know, negative. It's like, Angelina I want my Jolie. wife to die when we go scuba diving together. I wish she would <laughs> drown. And but all, it's like in French and we're led to believe that Angelina does not that her character doesn't speak French. But it's like, of course she does. Yes. She's like a super talented FBI agent. I'm sure she speaks seven languages, right. you know. And French is not the most difficult language to learn. Oh, and then it pays off later on when she they're like in the car outside of Mrs. Asher's house. And she's like in French. She's mm-hmm. like, if I can handle your uh, cr- crude titty jokes, I can handle one little interview with a woman. And she goes in. And I, I don't know if that scene passes the Bechdel test, but I think it's the only time we see two women talking to each other. So Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that because they are mostly talking about martin, martin. or yeah. reese yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so probably so, not probably not <laughs> yeah i was thinking uh, this is something that's come up before on the show most of ethan hawks movies do not pass the bechdel test yeah yeah i could see that yeah i think the last time we did a count was when we were doing the newton boys which clearly didn't oh no it did it did barely because um right yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh Juliana Margulies was talking to Nancy Spungen from Sid and Nancy, who's the actress I can't remember, but they were talking about how to sneak um, explosives into Canada. Okay. So, yeah, that was barely scraped by. But <laughs> by that point, we were on like our, I don't know, like our 17th movie or something, and like three movies had passed the Bechdel test. So, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, the kinds of movies that Ethan Hawke does wow. are not. Get with it, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then, you know, he has all those before movies, which are just, like, just him. Just him and, talking to Julia yeah, Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. He need, they need to reboot Steel Magnolias, and then he can be, like, some guy off to the side. And, but. <laughs> wow. I would love that. Um, oh, I have a contender for most Ethan Hawke line, if oh. this is a good time for that. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Okay, so I put down... Um, so after they take him out of the club and he's like really anxious. I think we have the same one. Oh, great. He says, um, have you ever been fishing? Yep. The bait always dies. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was mine that was too. Good. Yeah, because it's like he had to like stop them from what they were doing to like say this kind of like poetic, uh, you know, thing. <laughs> like metaphorical, mm-hmm. sort of a joke, but like not. Yeah, he's just like, the yeah, bait I always dies. This is a fishing scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. Um, Yep. So that's my that's mine. Does uh, you had the same? I I also took down. Uh, he had extremely bright eyes, burning. You know, mm-hmm. when he was describing the. Yeah. The, would supposed killer in the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. And also, I can draw a little bit. <laughs> I took that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so him. 
um yeah well, so that are we to believe then that the guy because we meet him as what's his name something costa or costa costa yeah um so he would have had to take over his like life and art business like life as an artist mm-hmm. so he would have also just had to have like natural artistic talent True. can yeah. he only take over the lives of people like what if he like what if there's someone who like plays softball on the weekends? Does he also have to know how to play softball? Like, yeah, I don't know. He really he has must to have, be a jack of all trades. There should be either that, or he has to like tr- like learn and train really hard to like be good at the things that the people whose lives he's taking over are good mm-hmm. at. So like maybe he like had to take some art classes, or you know maybe he has to like learn how to ski or something. And where's that movie? We need a prequel. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I, the <laughs> other thing that comes up a few times is um, this thing that also I think doesn't pay off ever is the right-handed versus left-handedness. Oh, because, I forgot all about that. Yeah, so at the beginning, for some reason, they know that the killer is left-handed, I think. Right. And so, and Angelina Jolie is initially not suspicious of Ethan Hawke because he draws with his right hand oh. and he lights a cigarette with his right hand. But he's kind of fumbling with it. So maybe that's the clue to the audience. Mm -hmm. But we don't really know that yet. But also he's able to draw that detailed portrait with his right hand. And if he's, you know, so he must. He does a pretty good job. Maybe over 20 years of like learning to be other people, he has trained himself to To use his right hand. ambidextrous. That makes sense. That would make sense. But there's just never really a payoff. A payoff for that. Yeah. Yeah. True. Hmm. another thing you just have to speculate about <laughs> and also the the there's something about the murder weapon that it's or part of part of the weapon that he uses is like uh it's like a metal wire that he uses oh, the to Garrett. strangle people Garrett. yeah yeah and you see that in that scene where she's interviewing him he's like is oh that my the, god is that the don't weapon? tell me that's what it is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Some good, some fun overacting. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, that. oh, I don't think he's, because he's genuinely shocked. I don't, yeah. Like, he can't be a killer. Things. He had uh, empathy and emotions. Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, you're not a very good FBI agent because he could very just well be like acting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because he's probably, he was probably an actor in a former life. I'm sure. Yeah. Going out on auditions, doing the grind, you know, probably yes. not getting parts he wanted. He's like, well, I, I don't even want this life. And then he moved on to someone else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his his mother should have been proud of him because he's a talented artist. Uh-huh. He's got, like, <laughs> acting chops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's he can do a lot of things. He can do it all. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, so real, the real villain here is the mom. <laughs> yes. Who didn't appreciate her son enough. Yeah. For his natural talents. <laughs> One thing where I was like, Hmm, should this make me suspicious of Ethan Hawke or is this just uh, the movie? Um, is that he has no hint of a Canadian accent and he says that he grew up in Nova Scotia. And oh, sure. He was right. really, he sounded just straight Ethan Hawke. Like yeah, not yeah, yeah. at no point was no with oots, no, no boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> no know? accent attempts whatsoever. Yeah, and you hear, you know, everyone else has a pretty, even I think, you know, Gina Roll. I don't know if Gina Rollins didn't even have like a, she didn't really have I a feel Canadian like she didn't. accent. But so and then I was like, is this Ethan Hawke just did the director not say, Ethan, just try at a Canadian accent? Or did the character 
or was the character not oh right but also i know a fair number of canadian people brag but uh i don't know if this is because they've like been living in the u.s long enough that they've like maybe trained their like canadian Mm. accent out of them but like they don't they speak identical to how we talk so i don't know it's possible maybe it's like a regional thing i had a canadian uh, math teacher in high school Mm-hmm. And he, he showed was, you Gattaca. <laughs> <laughs> it was just he was just the oots and the boots. That uh-huh. that was all it is, and everything else sounded just like American. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, if if like Ethan Hawke would like if his character like wanted to blend in a bit more mm-hmm. and like pretend to not be a killer, yeah, you think he would have like adopted the like, local the accent, mm-hmm. yeah, the regional accents and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So we find out Keeper Sutherland is the guy. <laughs> Yes. What a big move to have Kiefer Sutherland be the guy yeah. um, and not have him in the whole first half of the movie. Yeah, it's a very right. brief. Yeah. Because his name is in the credits. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he reappears again, you're like, oh, right. He's in this movie? Yeah. yeah. he's He was too big of a star to play such a small role, yeah. right? I think so. Because <laughs> yeah. he would have been doing 24 for like three years by that point. Two right. or three years. Yeah. You see him... I think he's basically in two scenes because you see him mm-hmm. at the gallery. Yeah, right? he's at the gallery, which he, was like, wild. He like does a creepy little like hand wave where he w- wags his fingers at him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan Hawke's like, "Oh gosh!" And then is uh, that when someone jumps out of a window? Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland yeah. grabs like a civilian, like right. a rando, <laughs> and just like grabs him and jumps him. throws both of them out of the window i think he throws him through and then jumps or no something. i think he's holding oh, he him and they him? yeah so. at the same time they go through Nuts. and then he runs out and conveniently there's like a festival going yeah, on classic, outside classic. so they lose him in the crowd yeah which they also didn't establish that there would be such a festival. right it was like yeah. french canada mardi gras or something, something. yeah, yeah. Like, what holiday is sense. this yeah <laughs> Usually, because the, 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 that's a kind of a common thing in movies like that, where they set like I'm I'm sure there's like multiple James Bond movies where they have oh, a yeah. similar sort of setup. I mean, it happens mm-hmm. in the Inspector. Inspector, it's yes, at the beginning. Yeah, of Spectre. Yeah, 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 right. And yeah. But it's, it's usually also... set up like they set it up enough so you know okay, you like oh a festival right, this happening. is happening. All right, we know. I mean, they do like in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. It's like right. the St. Patrick's Day parade, and but like yeah, you know that that you holiday that gonna happen. is happening. Yeah, yeah. Chekhov's holiday. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and then they're gonna. So after that, they're gonna move Ethan Hawke to a safer location, and uh, the one guy that's not Baguette or Leclerc. I said his name earlier. Oh, Duval. Duval. Yes. Um, He's so he's kind of helping him to like pack up his stuff and like get out, but he leaves him alone in the apartment, which like so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) Like, have you never moved someone to a safe house before? You can't leave them alone. Right. (laughs) And he's like, he's like just kind of like weirdly impatient with him. Mm -hmm. He's just like, oh, we gotta go. We have a plane to catch or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, while he's alone in there, then Kiefer Sutherland comes out of the bathroom, and he's also. I was like, he lights a cigarette, and I was like, ooh, which hand did he use to light the cigarette? And it was his right hand also. (laughs) So I was just confused. Yeah, I was really keeping my eyes on what hands Hands, people were using. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but and then they get into a big fight, and then at this point, I wrote down maybe this movie is bad. It yeah. really like it's like pretty competently like the story is unfolding and like pretty competently until that scene where she goes into the 
creepy dungeon bedroom mm-hmm. thing and then i'm like this yeah it's jumps just, off the this rails. is when it gets pretty bad yeah. yeah i just think specifically like where i lost it was like the dialogue between Kiefer sutherland and ethan hawk during this fight scene oh, or i right. think it was just Kiefer sutherland really saying things that didn't you make have sense. something i want yeah right and it was like just they had to keep it vague enough so mm-hmm. that like it could be interpreted many different ways and like almost like red herring dialogue but yeah uh it, it it's it's pretty silly <laughs> what's yeah. what he's saying yeah and i guess you find out a little later i guess angelina jolie kind of reconstructs a little later that the way that you assume it happened where Kiefer sutherland shoots the cop mm-hmm. and ethan hawk gets is like getting beat up isn't the way it happened is that ethan hawk sort of kills him set it up to look like Kiefer sutherland was the murderer but the thing is, is that he still threw dude, you already know this, he threw a dude through a window mm-hmm. yeah. and jumped out and ran away from these cops. Yeah. Without, like, you, we established that he is some sort of criminal, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what they was say that? he's a art it, thief, I mm-hmm. think. Right. And, and a drug addict. Right, yeah. So, yeah, and that, like, so. I think the real Costa owed him money. Yeah. Or something. Something. But then... Ethan Hawke, fake Costa, like made struck a deal with him uh, of some kind. Does Kiefer Sutherland know that the Costa that he's interacting with is not the real Costa? I think so. Oh, he does know. And I think that's why Ethan Hawke was really nervous about seeing him. Oh, uh, because he at can the blow his cover. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then that means Kiefer Sutherland, like, knows that he's dealing with a murderer who steals people's identities and he's just like do 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 everything's normal here yeah it doesn't make a ton it doesn't of sense. really make sense no. because like again if he's just like a, a low level thief slash drug addict like he seems way too competent to be just like yeah he, he's too competent to be anything other than like what you think he is, which is like mm-hmm. a, a seasoned killer, like throwing a dude out of a window and disappearing into a crowd. Like he's just way too good at that. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Like, cause that, cause there is, we do have like the, the moment of unreliable narrator, which is the, the confrontation between Ethan Hawke and Kiefer Sutherland, which we do discover didn't happen the way we see it on screen. Mm-hmm. But the scene in the gallery, there's no other way it could have happened because all of the other characters mm-hmm. are there. Yeah. They all see it. Right. They all see what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. There's no possible interpretation other than that he's like really good at, you know, crime. Right. <laughs> and it really begs the question, why does he jump through a window? Yeah, exactly. Because he, he doesn't have a real good reason to run away from the police necessarily. Right. I mean, no one's for, on to him yeah. yet. Like no one knows that he's like an art thief yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why is he yeah. reacting Dem- that does, way? Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Other than to like throw you off as the audience. But once you go back and dissect it, it doesn't make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed in that scene where they're fighting, so um, Kiefer Sutherland and Ethan Hawke are fighting, then uh, uh, the detective goes up and gets shot, and so then Angelina Jolie is like pulling up at the same time that all of this is going down. She goes up to the apartment, and Ethan Hawke and Kiefer Sutherland aren't there, and the detective is dead on the ground. She calls it in, and then she hears the car start to go away, so she chases after them. Yeah. But when she's in in a blue Mustang, by the way. (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> weird car for her to have at this moment but yeah so that way you remember that she's american <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but she when she's in the apartment she's not wearing sunglasses and when she is running out oh. of the apartment i'm imagining she's like really like booking it out of the right. down the stairs out of the apartment she somehow between that time has put her sunglasses oh, on i love yeah. a continuity error yeah which is what i'm gonna chalk that up to yeah yeah um yeah i mean she looked cool but yeah yeah not consistent no um yeah so then there's that big car crash yeah so (laughs) yeah so there she's chasing them you you, she's chasing and you think the key for sutherland he's already dead by this point Mm -hmm. but you don't know that yet right um and she just, she's driving down the wrong way of the bridge because yes. there's, like, a truck that cuts her off. So she has to veer into the other lane. And then, like, cars are veering all over. Right. And then Ethan Hawke and Kiefer Sutherland crash into, like, a work vehicle that's parked by the side of the road on mm-hmm. the bridge. And then Kiefer Sutherland's thrown from the car and is dead now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But has already been dead, as we know. But at this point, you think he had just died and he knock jumps out it's like he grabs a gun and it's like oh is he dead is he dead and then angelina jolie is like drop your weapon (laughs) oh yeah some exciting bridge action and then they like an explosion is about to happen and angelina knows about it so we see what i think is like the laziest duck and cover moment where she's just like get down and then they sort of like bend over a little bit and it's like (laughs) Okay, this could have been, like, do another take of that because that was horrible. And that's also, so it's this car crash that he, that Ethan Hawke sustains the injury, right? On, like, a big gash on his arm Mm -hmm. that he's got to go get stitched. Okay, so then, oh, then we're leading up to... Uh, The scene. The scene. (laughs) Oh, Um, boy. Yeah, so after he gets all those stitches later, Angelina Jolie's at her hotel. I think, presumably, she's, like, taking down the photos, getting ready to go back to America. Case is all over. Right, because they think they've caught... The killer is Well, dead. she does leave some of the photos above her. Uh, yeah, she's not quite done so yet. So that they can have sex a, on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then Ethan Hawke shows up, and he, like, walks straight in through the door and starts... Does and, like, not close the door. Yeah, no, yes, that I was, wrote that I down. That was did, so yeah, upsetting. So yeah, he and like doesn't really say anything. He just yeah, kind of they don't speak. In. Backs her up all the way until she's on the wall, and then uh-huh. he starts fucking her. He okay? Yeah. Can I do this beat by beat? Yes. Yeah. So he <laughs> <laughs> comes in, open opens the door, walks as you said, like kind of like just walks her Somewhat to the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't close the door behind him. She's wearing a robe. He yeah. without saying anything or asking for consent or anything like that. Um, pulls her robe open uh and so we see her breasts and then i think we don't really see this i don't think but he must whip his dick out of his pants yeah. but he's still wearing his pants he's and like then suddenly he they are having sex and uh only then do they start kissing <laughs> and then they're like fucking on a table where like all the photograph like the crime scene photos are like right there and they're just like having sex on each other and it's just like what is this sex scene i don't like i think i when i saw it in like the late 2000s i was like oh this is so hot but now i'm like this is fucking creepy yeah yikes (laughs) yeah 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 during this scene i said are we sure he's not the bad guy what hand did 
he used to light the cigarette. That's when oh. I was still thinking about that. <laughs> thinking I'm about not over it. Hand, yeah. yeah. What hand did he? Oh, I think he used his left hand to pull open her robe. I think so. so yeah. So that is the clue that he's the killer. Yeah, I think I so. Yeah. Right. Um, and then yeah, plot twist. We find out Ethan Hawke was the bad guy. Oh, okay. So no, I right. skipped ahead. Right, right, right. <laughs> so sorry. She wakes up and there's they're like in a pool of blood because they so much blood. It's so much blood because they've ripped his stitches open in this yeah. rose of passion. Mm-hmm. And um, so then they have to go to the hospital, the hospital right? to get the stitches yeah. redone. And he's like, oh, you must have done something crazy last night. And they're all like, just like giggling. Yeah. So coy. And then I didn't write this down. So Gina Rollins is at the hospital to identify the body, right? Yes. Right. Yes. And so she like, like um the face is mostly destroyed but she like opens up the eyes so i assume so they're at the same the hospital eye. yeah and yeah. So, so then angelina jolie's like all right bye i gotta do some Police. I gotta work. do my job yeah, I gotta, gotta stop job. fucking the witness and like go over here and do my actual job right yeah <laughs> so she goes over i guess to nearby also in the hospital yeah it's mm-hmm. gotta be the, like same the morgue place. in the hospital or something yeah and so then yeah like you said mother's there to identify yeah. peels the open the eyeball and i guess and she, she doesn't say anything she does not say anything so it's like was that a yes con- confirm that mm-hmm. he that is or was that a no because he also has like piercing blue eyes yeah. his dead body yeah. and it's so it's Kiefer sutherland right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 and but she doesn't confirm or deny if yeah. that is her but son she's just kind of like so she's like kind of walks away yeah she shakes her head and walks away right So then she goes into an elevator Mm -hmm. and surprise. It's like Ethan Hawke going, hello, mother. Hello, mother. And then we're like, And that's when you find out. And And then Angelina Jolie starts running after. Yeah, the elevator door is closed, but then she's like, something's not right. So she runs down the stairs to try to catch the elevator. Um, And then they open and Ethan Hawke has like, killed his mom we don't know how but there's like blood, blood everywhere yeah. everywhere and it's like do you just like keep a what is that tool called or a weapon the like garrett oh uh, yeah probably he just keeps one in his pocket i guess um, yeah he's like sort of crouching over over her, her. And she's, like, lying across the thing with like blood on her face yeah mm-hmm. and then angelina's like oh, he's the killer yeah she like collapsed so this really upset me because she's clearly like a person who is good at compartmentalizing. I thought so too. I thought that was kind of part of her character. Yeah. Yes. And, but she sees the other two cops and she starts walking towards them and she just collapses in like, you know, tears on the ground. Because I guess she's right. in love with Ethan Hawke now suddenly. Yeah. That okay. was also, that was also, because when they're in the hospital together and he's getting the stitches and they're like kind of looking at each other. They're like looking at each other in a way that like, like in a way that like they knew each other better than they actually yeah. did. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like it's like very mm-hmm. lovingly. Yeah, like yeah. she's like smiling at him, like this big, really warm smile, and like, and that also felt kind of out of character for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just it was weird. Right, she's like giggling like a schoolgirl. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You're a law enforcement agent. Sure. First of all, you shouldn't have had sex with him. That's like a conflict of interest. Yeah. Like this case just wrapped. Like, yeah, this is not ethical. <laughs> and then. She's like, Tee, I love you. And then two seconds later, you're like, she's like, oh, no, you're the killer. My life is ruined. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. And then, because she, so she sees him in the elevator. And, and yeah, she just sort of, lets the doors close, too. That's the other the thing. Close, yeah. <laughs> that was so upsetting. It's she like, kind of falls down. Yeah. And then the elevator keeps going down. 
and the mm-hmm. two French cops are running. They go and catch up with the elevator, yeah, but the then by the time they get like there, the basement. yeah, and the doors open, they just see the dead mother, and they're like, "Fuck," or whatever <laughs> the French, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> right, weird. Oh, because Ethan Hawke has somehow disappeared. Yeah, because he's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's great good stuff. Yeah, he's an artist. And they're chasing, and then they see a locker, because uh, it's this is sort of like the, I guess like probably like where people would work near this area, mm-hmm. like you know. So there's some lockers, and you see that he's left. I think some of his clothes, and mm-hmm. he's, which also he would have to do really fast. But right, yeah. right, yeah, kind of like in um, Hamlet when he drags the body by those lockers uh, in the building, and yeah. then there's just blood everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of. Lots of connections in the Ethan Hawke cinematic universe. <sighs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with that it's that it's Great Expectations, that it's the same guy same from Great guy Expectations. From, like he went crazy after Gwyneth Paltrow denied yeah. him too many times. Although the timeline <laughs> wouldn't make sense because you see his childhood, but mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. But yeah. anyway, whatever. it's fine. That's fine. But, that, but that's what I've decided. That's my conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he runs off and they're trying to... Yeah, Get he after him. catches the train and he's on to his next next victim. Yeah, his next life. Yeah, yeah. and then he uh, calls Angelina Jolie while they're like looking at his. They're in uh, his. I mean, his Costa apartment, and right. so they're you know looking at. They're investigating that, but she gets a phone call from him. And she can't even like get it. Yeah, she yeah. So Leclerc has to pick up the phone. Picks the phone and gives it to her Uh because she can't even like really register that it's happening. And then he's like, "It's me," and she's like, "Who the the fuck is (laughs) (laughs) this? Your new boyfriend, remember?" Um, yeah. There's some like gross. A lot of gross things are said on that call that Mm. upset me. Um, oh wait! Even before that, though, the that one cop, uh, Baguette, he, she he slaps Angelina Jolie yes, so that was hard. Yes, that, that was, was crazy. Insane. And then later he says like that was my first time slapping a woman. A woman. And was, like, I'm yeah. sorry. And it was just like Baguette, what do you do? I was rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. you liked <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. And now you do this. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, that made absolutely no sense. Why? Do you remember why he did that? Because he was upset that she had like ruined the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, it's wildly unprofessional. Slapping your colleague and then also slapping a he assaults a woman. Yeah, jeez Louise. And then right after that happens, she has to be on this call with Ethan Hawke, and he says, uh, "Oh God," he says a few things. He well, okay, so there's one thing he says, yeah, he uses the word faggy, which I was like. But I will say, I've seen that word in one of his books. Actually, two of his books. Oh, no. So, Why is he using that word? I don't know. I think it was, I mean, not to be like it was the time, but I think for him it was the time. I don't think he would use that now. I hope not. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. And then he also said, uh, coming inside of you is the best moment of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is and that then another and Hawk then line that we know no no no, no, no. Too, too gross. yeah <laughs> yeah um but i do but in that moment i was like oh god she's pregnant right because like you know oh yeah yikes and she gets canned yes shortly she after that or maybe before that i don't know but very around yeah. this time she gets fired by uh mm-hmm James Comey or <laughs> yeah, whoever Robert Mueller, yeah. whoever. I think probably would have been in 2004. 
it would have been Robert Mueller. I oh, think really? It would have been FBI director, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, curse you, Robert Mueller. You made a mistake. Yeah, you shouldn't have let Angelina go. No, no, he should have. She was yeah. crazy. She <laughs> was like, yes. That was so wrong. She did the whole thing Slept wrong. with the witness, like, the second after the case was solved. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Give it five years before you're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then she moves back to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we just see her going about her business. And then they like the shot pulls oh, out and reveal. you see that she's very pregnant. Yes. yes. She goes to the post office. And this is this is how they establish mm-hmm. that like she's been there for a while. Like the post office oh, worker yeah. is friendly. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know she's been there a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when she goes home, she goes into the nursery, and then you see there are two cribs. Yeah. It's going to be twins. Uh-huh. Because uh, Ethan Hawke was a twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And every twin also has twin children. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, doesn't skip a generation. His, his semen is so powerful, it doesn't even skip a generation <laughs> for him. Yeah, and she's setting up like a little toy thing, and... Mm-hmm. both cribs and yeah and then uh she's yeah and she set some water to boil so she could have tea mm-hmm. and i knew this was gonna happen before it happened but when she she starts to go down so she could like turn off the the uh, stove but it turns off before she gets there and ethan hawk is standing there over the kettle yes yeah <sighs> man yeah and oh then, man and, and she then he's like those are my babies. Give them to me. And we can have a life together. I love you. Da, da, da. And she's terrified. You know, he's taken all. He, she's like planted guns around her house, but he's like found them all. Yeah, and taken, she's been casing. Under the table. table. Yeah, under the table, behind the fridge, under the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, but he's also been like spying on her for weeks, if not months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have the scuffle. And then the moment that I will never forget. I know. Uh, where he has a pair of scissors. She was like trying to fight him off mm-hmm. with scissors and then he grabs them. And then even though he was just like, those are my babies. Let's raise them together and be a family. He stabs her pregnant belly with yeah. the scissors. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you can't have these babies now or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But another twist she wasn't pregnant. It was a long con. A long con. Yeah, yeah. Where she was like just luring him in, I guess, <laughs> and uh, making him think that she was pregnant. Yeah, because she pulls the knife out, stabs him in the heart. Heart, yeah. He collapses to his knees, and then she's like a few paces back from him. And mm-hmm. she reaches under her dress and pulls and out pulls the, out the, the fake, fake belly. belly. And drops so it. good. So good. <laughs> And then he's like, Ugh. oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take any more lives. <laughs> you took my life. <laughs> and then she sits down and she calls LeClaire and says it's done. Yeah. And then the U2 song starts playing right. again. Yeah. Yeah. Full want, circle. Does she get rehired by the FBI? I hope so. Yeah. I was, I was hoping that maybe that was like a fake out FBI firing. And oh. so like they really, she was just like in deep cover, you know? Yeah, I don't As know. As herself. Right. That's an expensive I con I, to like carry out just for one criminal. <laughs> I kind of assumed that she had been fired and then she continued she to, had a, to work a, with yeah. like a sort of extra 
extracurricular. I don't know what the word would be, but <laughs> we'll just say extracurricular yeah. relationship with LeClaire and where they, they had cracked out this plan together. Mm-hmm. That was my mm-hmm. guess. I, I, I thought that she had actually been fired. Yeah. Um, and that she was really kind of living out her life here, but also setting up a trap for mm-hmm. doing what do you think she has like an etsy store or like what is she doing <laughs> i don't know but how is she supposed to continue living there after she like has been you know quote-unquote pregnant for like living there for nine months and then she's That's suddenly not pregnant and doesn't have point. any babies that have come right from she it. probably moves to montreal uh-huh. and maybe just joins like that police force the mounties mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> true hmm yeah oh Oh, and then she gets slapped twice because ethan hawk slaps her yeah oh yeah also he like throws her down on her pregnant stomach like repeatedly it's so upsetting to watch he does the thing with the whatever that weapon is the the garret yeah Mm -hmm. yes i had no idea that's what that was called yeah yeah There's something similar to that in this movie, The Counselor. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Oh, I haven't no, seen it. It was with it was like a crazy cast. It was like Michael Fassbender, yeah, um, and Cameron Brad, Diaz, was Brad Pitt in it too. He might have been, I, but I, it was it got like terrible reviews, right? Yeah, it was it was. I absolutely hated that movie. But there <laughs> there was a similar thing where there was a weapon like that it was like a metal wire, but it was like automatic. So there was like a little moving oh. spool thing that like strangled them like titans for you wow yeah and then like there's a scene where like someone's like head gets cut off by the machine (gasps) it was just it was oh yeah it's a terrible movie (laughs) unrelated well i pulled up a review of taking lives um (laughs) roger ebert loved this movie did he really he did he had a great time watching this movie he has some special opinions he certainly does he gave it three stars which is for an ethan for among the movies that we've seen yeah he's often kind of harsh he's pretty harsh movies and the three stars is high praise pretty high yeah how did he rate uh like the before movies those ones the first one he gave like three and a half and i think the second one he gave four stars okay so i agree with him there yeah um the one that he really panned was reality bites reality bites yeah he was not into that movie which is interesting because it's like kind of beloved yeah by the gen xers um but this movie yeah, I, I wonder if maybe that was a kind of like kids these days type maybe of response. well because he really liked white fang that was the thing that was interesting yeah. he gave white fang maybe like three or three and a half stars hmm. because it was like wholesome, wholesome family content yeah like he gave oh. it a higher rating for that purpose like for yeah. that reason he also hated spice world and oh. while it's not a good movie it's it is a good movie and it's very funny and he's yeah. like i hate women it's basically his review yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how, you can't go wrong with that scene where they're in the bus going over the bridge and they, Ugh. like, fly over the bridge. That's classic <laughs> cinema. great film. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, so he, he, you know, he's basically doing summary of the movie, and then he says, this keeps reading like a negative review. I've got to get a grip on myself. See, I like movies that make me ask goofy questions like this as long as they absorb and entertain me and have actors who can go the distance. Angelina Jolie, like Daryl Hannah, is one of those beauties you somehow never see playing a domesticated housewife. She's more of a freestanding object of wonder, a force of intrigue. He calls her an object? Yeah, he Jesus does. Jesus 
Christ, Roger. And then he says, Ethan Hawke has the ability to be in a thriller and yet actually seem like a real gallery owner. The art on the walls during his gallery opening look like a group show from Mrs. Gradgrind's third grade class. But that's (laughs) contemporary art for you. Oh, dabbling in art criticism, I see. Love it. Um, Yeah, and then he, at the end of this, he says, in Taking Lives... Uh, about the director Caruso he says in Taking Lives he understands that a certain genre of thriller depends more upon style and tone than upon plot it doesn't matter if you believe it walking out as long as you were intrigued while it was happening okay well I mean interesting take agree but also okay I do think that Ethan Hawke was really well cast in this movie because it needs to be someone who is like sweet and like soft enough that yeah. like you wouldn't suspect that he would be the killer for most of the time because the movie requires you to not think he's the killer for most of the time mm-hmm. but then as soon as you find out he is Ethan aha I mean as versatile as he is he also has like you know he has the ability to have that dark streak and then yeah. we're like oh yeah he is scary and creepy if he wants to be yeah. he's usually not the villain right in this, most of I think his movies i was thinking about this i think this, this is the is... first time we've seen him be like explicitly a bad guy in, in the movies that we've watched so far that's possible i mean he is usually the hero a substantial amount of movies now and i i generally like it sometimes when like an actor is plays against type plays against type i guess in uh in tape he wasn't he wasn't a great guy yeah that's a complicated movie but he wasn't like a bad he was a normal person he wasn't like a villain right he was well in alias he's the good guy and the bad guy he was in an episode of alias oh that episode was (laughs) nonsensical yeah that was very funny yeah um but yeah Yeah, he plays okay so there's there, there was that uh like joe the king where he plays like a kind of He's just not great. He's not but great. He's not, yeah. But that's yeah. that's as far as we've gone. Like with tape, I think is maybe the closest we've gotten so far to being mm-hmm. like a bad guy. But even then, he was just kind of like kind of a jerk. Like that mm-hmm. was extended. Right, because most character actors, at least who like play villains, like they're usually they're like that is their type because there's yeah. something like rough and sharp about them i feel like like willem dafoe is like usually the villain or i forget what other actors i had in mind but like yeah there's like so yeah it's it was interesting to see him like kind of deviate from his usual sweetness but willem dafoe's Mm -hmm. got range though he He does does. we've all seen the lighthouse yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i love that one in florida project i think that florida project was the one that, that for me i saw that and it really sealed it for me like how much Will Defoe really is like. I still haven't yeah. seen that guy. See for- he also oh, plays really a good. like a good detective in um, uh, as in like a he's all, he is a good detective, but he's also like a good guy in uh, American Psycho. Oh yeah, he's like the guy who's like Patrick Bateman. You seem sketchy, <laughs> although maybe he's not a good detective because he like can't figure it out but also is patrick bateman killing anyone we don't know anyway we can (laughs) move on from american psycho (laughs) yeah i think most of what i remember about american psycho was because i've seen that movie but it was a few years ago but i just mostly remember christian bale so i don't remember Mm -hmm. i don't really remember the other yeah actors as well i didn't realize he was in that i was asleep while you watched that (laughs) conscious i just remember the like um the the huey lewis scene very oh well. yeah and then the scene where he's like 
I think he's like having sex and he's looking at himself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like those are, those are a couple of the scenes that stood out to me. Sure. I mean, those are like kind of, you know, the Huey Lewis scene is like so iconic now. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like that he, he was playing back to this Ethan movie. Hawk. That Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke's playing against type. This was, it's, It was fun to see. Yeah, I think we'll start to see him from this point on do more roles that are kind yeah. of dubious. Yeah. Have you, I know it'll be like on your list, but have you watched First Reformed yet? Oh, yeah. Yes. I have not yeah, seen we're, it. We're it's really good, right? It's really good. Okay. You should yeah. watch it. Yeah, I, I think it's, see it. I, I don't like to say this because I haven't, we've, we're only like, I don't know, whatever, like almost 30 movies into Ethan Hawke. <laughs> but of the ones that I've seen, I think First Reformed is my favorite Ethan Hawke movie. Wow. Yeah. It's up there for me as well. Yeah. And uh, also, like, just in terms of Ethan Hawke movies, in terms of, like, his performances, mm-hmm. that performance is really That's the one something. he should have, like, that's the one he should have won an Oscar, Oscar for. Yeah. 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 Was he nominated? Or? No, no, he no. wasn't even nominated. Jeez. He was robbed. Yeah, that, that movie didn't get any nominations, I don't think. I'm going to look up. I have an app, which I'll tell all your listeners about because it's changed my life. Huh. Uh, it's called Just Watch. But it, you type in a movie... And it tells you what platforms it is like streaming oh, nice. for free oh, on. Nice. Um, so I'm seeing if First, First Reformed, Reformed is on is Prime. Anywhere. I think it is on Prime. Yes, and it's on Canopy, which is mm. like related to like library. Like if you have a library card, oh, okay. you can access I things get, through, get through Canopy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, so it tells you where it's like streaming for free if you have like a subscription service, um, and then it tells you like where you can rent and buy it digitally. So yeah, check out first or sorry, uh, just watch um, because I use this app like twenty times a day. <laughs> so nice. nice, that's cool. Yeah. Well, they they got a you know. Just watch people if you're listening. Yeah. We've got some ad space to sell. <laughs> yeah. Pay me money to hawk your app. Yeah. For the, I don't know if there's ads on it. Let me see. Speaking of hawking. <gasps> Hawk. <laughs> um, that seems like a fine time to yeah, share off that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I usually prompt you. No, no, that's fine. You did it yourself. Um, so I decided to look into the sharp shinned hawk. Which is uh, the what now? The sharp shinned hawk. Sharp shinned hawk. Okay. Yeah, um, I picked it somewhat because it uh, is common in Canada. Canada, uh-huh. but most the thing about like uh, hawks are largely migratory. So if the, if they're in North America, they're basically throughout North America. But um, but the sharp shinned hawk is one of those hawks that goes into northern Canada as well. The red-tailed hawk, I think, is mostly like the southern part of Canada when it's there. Um, and I decided to look into uh, its predatory habits, since this movie is about a predator. Um, hunts, uh, uh, the sharp-shinned hawk hunts mostly by perching inside foliage and waiting for small birds to approach, or by approaching stealthily through dense cover, then bursting forth with incredibly swift flight to capture prey in his talons. So talk about a jump scare. Does he um, take the lives of those birds that he kills, though? Because uh, I think it just kill, snacks, them. <laughs> just yeah, snacks, snacks and moves on. on. Yeah. Um, sometimes hunts by flying rapidly among the trees or low over the ground. Uh, so taking prey by sudden surprise, much like our very own Ethan Hawke. Our slash, very own. Um, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they did a show together uh, on or off Broadway somewhere um, nice. called True West. That's cool. Yeah, Ethan Hawke and Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that was courtesy of Audubon.org. 
Yes, thank, thank you, Audubon.org. And you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I had, I probably wrote something really stupid down. <laughs> um, let's see. Carlisle, Pennsylvania visibility. Got that. Uh, baguette. Yes. Yeah, I got everything. Okay. <laughs> Are you from Pennsylvania? I am. Yes, nice. that's why. Okay. Uh, although I have like very little allegiance or loyalty to that state um it is it's beautiful the trees are nice uh but like the part that i'm from was like extremely um shitty so okay (laughs) i uh you know it's fine it's a fine place i guess (laughs) but i do i'm always like oh there's a pennsylvania reference in a movie (laughs) yeah if we felt that way about any time our hometown was in a movie that yeah. would be silly be. what's your hometown here oh la here. Oh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but cool well i'm glad that we watched this movie this was very interesting yeah this is mm-hmm. a fun experience mm-hmm. um, if not a if not a great movie yeah not the best movie yeah by the way so for some reason i was thinking about just randomly uh, the movie Eagle Eye popped into my head. Sure, yeah. Do you know oh, that one? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yes. I have not seen it, but I. It's I like was sitting. Fun. This is so weird. I was just like sitting in a cafe, and there was like a camera, on the. Uh, yeah, you're being you know, watched always. As on the ceiling, as a business establishment might have, and for some reason that care that specific camera made me think of Eagle Eye, because hmm. like there's there's a whole thing with cameras in that movie, and I watched it at a formative enough age where I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> Um, but it's an absolutely absurd movie. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, I think, because mm-hmm. there's a scene where there's like a drone that flies, like a predator drone that flies under like an overpass, like into a tunnel. Oh. Which is insane. <laughs> and like Shia LaBeouf is running. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the connection here is that DJ Caruso mm-hmm. is the director of this movie oh. and also directed that movie. Interesting. So, which okay. is so weird because this movie just like random. I had not about this movie in 10 years, mm-hmm. probably less than that. I think what every once in a while, it's a movie that just popped into my head. I feel like you've brought it up several times this year. Really? Yeah. Okay. So occasionally, <laughs> okay. So I'm always thinking about this movie, Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it recently popped into my head and I looked it up and he, this, this guy also directed Disturbia. Which oh, is that sort of okay. Yeah. He loves Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Disturbia. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun too. But I hadn't seen. I actually still haven't seen Rear Window. A better movie. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, this same director of these these movies as, as well as this movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think he builds. I think he he's okay at building tension in some. Because mm-hmm. I I actually thought that that scene with the elevator as somewhat ridiculous as it was i thought it was like pretty kind of cool like they're chasing i mean it's not the first time a movie where someone's had to chase an elevator down the stairs Mm -hmm. but like i thought it was actually kind of cool yeah shot and it was like tense and exciting um so i think this movie did do some things well i just think the plot itself upon even light scrutiny (laughs) yeah starts to yeah story logic problems for sure are there any directors besides like link later that like seem to use uh, that you've found that like use Ethan Hawke a lot or that like keep casting him I feel That's like Linklater is probably like the, the, the big one, one yeah yeah um well 
I mean, he works um, with some people name? repeatedly. But Frank I don't Whaley. Oh, uh, yeah. Frank, yeah, because Frank Whaley um, is an actor also who they both were in um, A Midnight Clear together when they were kind of young. Okay. And then um, later, Frank Whaley made his own movies, and Ethan Hawke was in both two, the, two one, the two that we've seen. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Um, so it must be, you know, nice to work with. Yeah. Oh, also the guy that directed Hamlet, um, Michael... Something starts with an A. I'm sorry. Ends with an A. Starts with an A. And ends with an A. I can't remember the middle. But he is also he also directed Tesla, which is a movie that's going to come out. I'm guessing in January. I'm sorry, Ethan Hawke, if that's oh. happening to you. But um, yeah, so Tesla I think is coming out in January at this point, and um, he's the same sequel? director. Okay, is it a sequel to Ford Ford versus Ferrari, <laughs> or is it a sequel to the current no, war? It's the same as the current war, okay. but it's yeah. um, Ethan Hawke is playing Tesla, and Kyle MacLachlan is playing Edison. Okay, and they yeah. were both in Hamlet they as well. They do, and um, they were in another movie as well, Rich and Yeah, Love. they were both so in Rich and Love. He does. He, I don't. I'm not sure about directors, but he does work with besides Linklater, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot of does, repeat actors. He does work with a lot of the same actors. Yeah, okay. Steve Zahn. There's a lot of Steve yeah. Zahn oh, crossover. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. They've done like eight movies one, together. Yeah. They've done a lot of stuff together. Oh, do you think they're best friends? I think they are very close. They're pals, Can I? Yeah. Oh, I gotta just share it again. I love it so much. Hold on, let me see if I could pull it up. Um, Ethan Hawke loves Vincent D'Onofrio a lot, and he was quoted one time in an interview about him. I'm just gonna paraphrase, but basically saying like, uh, you know, you watch the Oscars every year, and like. These people are working with like the best directors, the best screenwriters, the best, uh, you know, scores. Like if if they were bad in this movie, then they'd have to be like terrible actors, you know, and they're winning, you know. And, uh, but you watch Law and Order, you see Vincent D'Onofrio and Criminal Intent every night and they have no lighting. They have no <laughs> plot. And Vincent D'Onofrio brings it every time, you know, and they're giving an Oscar to some British dork. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. I love his his deep passion for Vincent D'Onofrio. Good, yeah. but he is great in yeah. Law and Order. I mean, he, he is, is great. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I've been Harper. You can find me on the internet at Harping About on Twitter and uh, where Instagram and Letterboxed. And um, something I've been enjoying this week outside of Ethan Hawke is uh oh we saw honey boy last night and we still went to a q a with shia labeouf mm. which was very very cool and i was really impressed by the movie and i think everyone should go see it unless maybe you have some problems with like i don't know being a child actor or your father that you still need to work through then maybe don't go see it mm. but it was good it was really good okay oh. well i'm jonathan uh-huh. uh you can find me on instagram at john zavaleta I'm going to uh, uh, ditto your comment. I'm going to say, honey boy, I like that movie a lot. And solid wreck for me as well. So, yeah. Cool. Um, Caitlin, where can the people find you? What have you been enjoying? And do you have anything else to plug? Oh, sure. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante. Um, something I've been enjoying. Um, oh, my God. Should it be recent? Just whatever. Just whatever. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. 
Um, I'm about to go and uh, record another movie podcast, or it's about Jurassic Park. It's uh, John oh. Raymore, or uh, sorry, see Jurassic Park. Ray Morse is yeah, see Jurassic right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I rewatched uh, Jurassic Park, and I just love that movie so much. It's That's great. fun. Um, and speaking of movies, uh, you can check out my podcast the Bechtel cast uh we analyze movies using the Bechtel test as just like a jumping off point but we discuss like the representation of women in film and uh, how it's usually pretty miserable um and then my other podcast uh which we referenced at the very beginning is sludge an american healthcare story uh the first season was about how i had to have my gallbladder removed and like all the um just very frustrating steps I had to go through to just get some basic medical care. Um, so yeah, check out sludge (laughs) and, um, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, we really loved having you on to talk about taking lives. It was a fun trip. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone. I'll go rate and review our podcast (laughs) and Caitlin's podcasts on, on iTunes or wherever iTunes doesn't exist. Forget that somewhere. (laughs) You always say, I know. Okay, bye. Bye. This episode was produced by Harper Thompson and myself, Jonathan Zavaleta. It was edited by Harper Thompson, and our intro music, Hawk Song, is written and recorded by Connor Vance.